Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, snorting, and having a ball. This week, we have a special guest episode. Jill Shalvis joined Erin to discuss her new novel, Wrapped Up in You, and recap the movie, The Holiday. All right, let's get right into it. Okay, then I will do my best to not say something stupid or use that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we use the F word a oh, lot. Good. Don't worry I was so worried about that because I swear like a sailor and I was like, how am I going to control myself? I no, well, I was a little worried too because like we don't we don't know you that and well. I I and know. like, oh gosh, I hope she's like good with our tone. Oh yes, um, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, um, so hey, Jill, how are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Thank you for coming on our show, um, and thanks for driving to Reno for it. You know, it's funny. It turned out I didn't have to because <gasps> oh, good. You know, we live in the boondocks near Lake Tahoe on the California side, and when. I say the boondocks, I mean the boondocks, like we don't always have internet and we don't have anything fun like food delivery or, you know, uh-huh. and so when I woke up this morning and I did a test, I couldn't even get email. I thought, oh, crap. <laughs> so well, I've, I've been there. Yeah. Um, so I drove to the coffee shop and the coffee shop didn't have internet. Oh, I thought, shit, now I'm going to go all the way to Reno. But by the, then we delayed a few hours so that I could figure my shit out and the internet came back. So we're good. Oh, good. I'm so glad you didn't have to yes. drive somewhere far. Yes, um, that was very relieved. I'm in a similar situation because I've got I, Alaskan internet runs out at the end of the month, so anytime we record at the end of the month, I'm in like jeopardy. So yeah, I, I completely you. understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here to talk about Christmas stuff. Yes, we are. It's hard to believe because I still am mourning the loss of cinema that ended this week. Yeah, drastically. And we're a couple days before your release date. Yes, although I did hear from readers today that they found it in the shelves. So. It's oh, really? Yeah, so it's, it's out. out. In some places, whoever shelved early. So probably oh. Barnes & Noble, a few Walmarts and Targets here and there. But yeah, officially it comes out on Tuesday. How do you do on a release day? Like, you know, do I you try, get nervous? I, yes. I, what I do, it's so silly. I've written 105 books and I still get Oh my nervous. God. I know. So I try, to, I try to just pretend it's not happening. And it's easy when I don't have internet. It's easy to pretend it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, and probably easy when they start shelving it early anyway. Yeah. So I just pretend, you know, I just, I go into the writer's cave, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've noticed too, so this is a Christmas book. It's Christmas light. I should say that. I don't like to tell readers what to feel. So I like to sometimes be, you know, not everybody celebrates Christmas. So. So there are decorate holiday decorations everywhere, and there are some elements of holiday, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, it's Christmas light. I find that there are a lot more Christmas books than other holidays. We went out to try to find a Hanukkah book one time, and it was really difficult to right? find non-Christmas holiday books. Yes. So I try to write in that zone where it could be any, whatever you celebrate, this could be it. Yeah. But I, I going through your back catalog, it seems like you write more holiday books than the average author. I, Is love, there... I love that season. Mm-hmm. And like I said, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating, I just love, I love the snow. I love the whole, the decorations. I, I love the, the sense of people are kinder or gentler or supposed to be anyway, put the uh-huh. illusion on. And I just, I, I like that setting for a romance novel. 
Well, the cover looks beautiful, and oh, it looks like you're marrying two different yeah, series so this together a, in this one. I have been writing The Heartbreaker Bay. This is book eight in The Heartbreaker Bay. They're standalones. You do not have to read them in any specific order. Basically, it's like friends meet sex in the city. So it's a group of, of mm-hmm. people who are tight, and they each get their own story, and it really can happen in any order. But for people who like to read it in order, you can go to my website and get the order. You do not have to have read the previous seven to enjoy this book because this really is more of a standalone than the other books are. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because I brought the hero over from another series I had written. It was the animal series. It took place in Idaho around around a bunch of sexy veterinarians. I mean, what's not to love about sexy guys? I'm very familiar. And and cute animals, (laughs) right? And so Cal was this guy that Uh was in the background of these stories. And I always intended to tell a story and it just never happened. And it occurred to me much later why it never happened. Kel needed to leave Idaho. Oh. So so I brought him to the city. So essentially, this book is the cowboy does the city. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw the snow on the front and I thought, okay, is this going to be in the Bay Area or is this going to be back up north? So this is in it is mostly, San Francisco. It is mostly set in San Francisco. Okay. Yes. But we, we wanted to give Kel his background. So you could see it. You know, that's where he came from. Was the was the cover, and then you? Um, so we asked you what film or book you might want to talk about, and you said the holiday, which is fitting. I love I love holiday books, but this is a movie that um, to me reads like a romance novel. It does. Um, which, by the way, you've got a passion flicks movie coming out, right? I, it came out. It was oh, actually, it came out. Yeah, it was actually not last. Christmas with the Christmas before. Oh, with I'm another, sorry. That's all right. With, you can always still watch. You can still go watch it. It's the trouble with mistletoe. No, I wish because I wish they had done wrapped up in you because there's something about that book. I meant to say when we we're still talking about it. Sorry that this no, book no, no. feels really special to me. I I don't know what it is, but this was my favorite one of the series, and I, it might have been Kel, but it also might have been Ivy, the heroine. Um, raised herself essentially, and she's like she's a taco truck chick. She she mm-hmm. owns and operates a taco truck. So. There was so much fun for me doing the cowboy and the taco truck chick. But anyway, I digress. I just felt like that could have been a great movie. But well, Passion Flicks picked. There's still time. There is still time. I know. <laughs> like everybody write Passion Flicks or any producer. Either. But the book that they did the movie on was The Trouble with Mistletoe. And that came out the Christmas before last. And they, I love that they did it. It was awesome. I didn't have anything to do with it because I was sick at the time, so I couldn't go to filming. But... There's animals in that book. So I think they picked the hardest one to film, but I love that they did it. See, Okay, well, I one of our listeners asked about it, and so I went out to go find it, and I could only find the trailer. So I guess I just made a bad assumption that yeah, it wasn't you know, out yet. So I'll have to go back and find it. it you can get it at passionflix.com. Mm-hmm. You can sign it for a month and then cancel at any time. You can also... You can also rent or download it from Amazon, I believe. I guess we could have picked that movie, but it's too late. We picked The Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you picked The Holiday. And what I was going to ask was, is this a movie that you'd like seen and loved previously or that you hadn't seen before? I saw it when it first came out, which was like, what, 2000 and something early. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And um, I just loved it because, like I said, it, it kind of was inspiration for me for writing Christmas stories every year. It just was a great romance novel. And then I hadn't seen it since, but it kind of stuck in my head. And when my publicist from my publisher suggested that we do a movie together, um, and she asked what movie, that's just what popped in my head because we'd be talking about romance novels. Yeah, yeah. And then and I recently I love watched this movie. I, oh, I'm so glad. I wasn't sure because some people don't love it. I loved it. 
Well, what's funny is the last two authors we've had on were Talia Hibbert and Christina Lauren, Christina and Lauren, and both of them picked movies they hadn't seen and then hated the movie we talked about. So we're kind of due for one that we like. Okay, good. um... Well, I just rewatched it to make sure that I remembered that it was as cute as I thought it was, and it was as cute as I thought it was, so I was pleasantly surprised. Hey, HBs. New York Times bestselling author Anna Zares has a new super steamy contemporary out called Wall Street Titan. Here's a description. He's a billionaire who wants a perfect wife. At 35, Marcus Corelli has it all. Wealth, power, and the kind of looks that leave women breathless. The only thing missing? A wife who'd be as big of an achievement as the billions in his bank account. She's a cat lady who needs a date. 26-year-old bookstore clerk Emma Walsh has it on good authority that she's a cat lady. She doesn't necessarily agree with that assessment, but it's hard to argue with the facts. Raggedy clothes covered in cat hair? Check. Last professional haircut? Over a year ago. Oh, and three cats in a tiny Brooklyn studio? Yep, she's got those. And yes, fine. She hasn't had a date since... Well, she can't recall. But that part is fixable. Isn't that what dating sites are for? A case of mistaken identity. One high-end matchmaker, one dating app, one mix-up that changes everything. Opposites may attract, but can it last? New York Times bestselling author Annika Martin says, Wall Street Titan is sexy, witty, and wildly entertaining. With chemistry, you can feel down to your toes. You're going to love watching this dark, dominating hero fall for a cat-loving bookworm who wants nothing to do with him. We're including buy links in the show notes, so get thee a copy of this novel. So we've got uh, Cameron Diaz is Amanda, and her love interest is Jude Law, who is Graham. Graham. And then there's Kate Winslet, who is Iris, and Jack Black, who is Miles. I was talking with my podcast host about this last night, and she's like, I haven't seen it, and I don't want to see it because why did Kate Winslet – get Jack Black and Cameron Diaz got Jude Law. You know, I was really startled. Uh, I didn't like him going into this movie the first time I saw it. I didn't like him. And then I watched this movie and I kind of changed my mind about him a little bit Mm -hmm. because I thought he did a fine job. I do think it was a little bit a case of like, you know, a five and a 10, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Do do, do 10s really date fives? But I totally (laughs) saw what she saw in him. I got it. She'd been burned by the hot guy. Yeah. Right? So so she took a different direction. That's all. Yeah. So let's talk about this. She dated this guy who she Asshole. worked yeah, with. Right? Uh, he was a dick. Jasper Bloom or something like that. Yes. Jasper yeah. is Jasper definitely Bloom. his name. I love, right? <laughs> that was such a great... First of all, the name with Jasper Bloom. Yeah. Jasper is definitely like a sneaky, like slimy guy name, mm-hmm. I think. Even though you see it a lot in romance heroes, Jasper pop up. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever see him as a hero. That name, now that I've seen this movie twice now. <laughs> right. Um, but he... He was bad. Yeah. Right? He was bad for her. And did, after he cheated on her or was dating her and somebody else at the same time, she like remained friends with him and he was like continued to be in her life in a way that he's like Unhealthy. stringing her along yes. oh it was it's awful i thought the worst part was in the very beginning it's a christmas party at work christmas party and her boss 
calls her out and says, hey, I want you to cover this great story. And the story mm-hmm. is of the of her ex becoming yeah. married to somebody else. And I thought that was the cruelest part, I think. Even oh, more yeah. Because you expect Jack to be, Jasper to be an asshole. But the boss, like, in front <laughs> of all these people, lets her know this poor, this guy she's loved for three years is going to get married. I felt And I think right. the boss knows the history, right? Yes, it's like right? the like, same boss she's talking know? to. Yes. Oh, God, so, it's awful. So I, I actually hated him more than Jasper because, you know, you expect Jasper to be who he is. <laughs> right. And, and we're... I, I think in the beginning you feel two, one of two ways for for Iris. Like you're like, come on, he's an idiot, get past it. Or you've been there and you understand. Right. And so Iris has this like big announcement, and she just goes back to her adorable cabin and just like wails and cries for like <laughs> oh weeks. My God. The and picture weeks. of her like in her I always call clothes like this. She's wearing big sweats and a huge scarf and uh-huh. makeup and a red nose because she's been sobbing loudly for three days, and her dog's afraid of her now. And I, yeah. I always call those clothes birth control clothes because <laughs> you know you're you're obviously you're wearing like the worst clothes you have and right, right, right. showered in three days. But the way she portrayed that sobbing as we see her walking back and forth to feed the dog (laughs) was hysterical it was incredible and her birth control well first of all she still looks like kate winslet no matter what she's wearing or doing but then like whenever cameron diaz is in like sweats and a sweater it's like the most pristine like (laughs) she could go to like a fancy party oh Uh, yeah like where did she get those cute sweaters man those were great they still work all the sweaters in this movie all the scarves all the coats are perfect Yes. Um, and so then we clip to Amanda, mm-hmm. who's Cameron Diaz, and she's breaking up with her boyfriend, who's also cheated on her. But it's like a whole different scenario where yes. she's like, it's interesting because the boss in the scene previous was telling Kate Winslet, when your boyfriend cheats on you, you've got to yell and scream and then you've got to kick him out. And then that's exactly what Amanda does in the next <laughs> yes. scene is like yell and scream and then I'll kick him out. what, what um, Iris did. But yes, I, I loved her character, Cameron Diaz. I love the way she handled the whole situation. And I actually, almost for a minute, you almost feel sorry for her boyfriend because she's like this workaholic. Yes. Right? And she needed her life shaken up. And so, She says, who has time for sex? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, now we know why he cheated on you. Yeah. Like, not that there's ever an excuse right, for right, that. Right, 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 right. But yeah, we learn that she's got these like panic attack kind of yes. esophageal spasms and that she hasn't cried since she was 15. So I thought that was really funny too. So she hasn't cried since she was 15. So that sets us up to know at some point. You know, yeah, she's exactly. Like yeah. if that's that's like Chekhov's also, not crying thing, since you're 15. <laughs> right. The other thing that made me roll my eyes was she promptly goes from dumping her boyfriend to going mm-hmm. to Google and searching yes. vacation house swap. And she manages to come up with like in one try with this gorgeous, gorgeous little Iris's cottage outside of London. It's fate. It's fate. It's fate. It was fate. <laughs> it was fate. What I like about that scene is they read out loud everything that's on the screen and everything that they're writing yes so like, yes clearly narration yeah was exactly like it. i'm telling you this should have been a novel this would have been a, a really funny cute rom-com maybe it was i don't know that it didn't come either. from a novel all right so they find this house swap they both decide they need to like get away from where they are and go somewhere where there's no men and right, there's no heartbreak I mean, yes yeah. promising no men and what happens the first night that uh, Amanda's there, uh, the hottest, cutest guy knocks on her door. And he is like, I don't know if we're fast forwarding too much or not, but like he, that Jude Law that knocks on her door is oh. the best Jude Law that there's ever been. 
you know, it's funny like, because I'm not, I wasn't a fan of him either. And then I watched no, him, I fell in love with him watching yeah. this movie. He was so cute. And so, you know, he's not like the classic kind of romance alpha hero at all. He was almost the opposite of that. And it worked so well. Yeah. But he's like, I, I he's like criminally hot. Like, and criminally then there's a- <laughs> oh my God, the way he looks at her, every expression was uh-huh. on point. Yeah. And I've never been into Jude Law before. Me neither. And then there's a scene where he puts on glasses, too, and yes. it's just like, it's unfair. I know. I watched this the other night to remind myself about, about this movie, and I told myself, the next hero in my next book is going to wear glasses, <laughs> because <laughs> he turned me on to glasses. I had forgotten all about how hot that he could look. <laughs> yeah, God. Well, so she's, like, really bored. So she she ends up at this cottage. She's got to walk a mile in her... Uh, mm-hmm. high heels in the snow and drag a suitcase mm-hmm. because that's what happens when city girls go to the country is they have to drag right. a suitcase all yes, the way down. Of course. I didn't understand. The cab driver says... Why couldn't he turn around? I, yeah. Because I can't drive you down there because I can't turn around. Right. And then, of course, in the end, he's driving her down. And I get ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah. that was another thing. At the end of the movie, he picks her up in front. It's the same cab uh-huh. driver. Yep, yep, it is. And why didn't she yell at him? I would have yelled at him. I was, I would have been like, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. And then at the same time, so Jude Law's whole reason or Graham's whole reason for, like, knocking on her door in the middle of the night that night is that he goes to the pub and gets drunk mm-hmm. and doesn't want to drive home drunk. And it's like, did you walk two miles well no it's like more than that yeah because we see her driving into town to go get like snacks and stuff and it seems like a pretty substantial drive yeah so there's a couple of of plot holes here and there but you know we need to get him him on the door i did find it interesting because he comes in he's drunk and then she decides that she wants to have sex with the drunk guy. Yeah, I was going to ask. Because first of all, like this is a one, you know, the rules all apply. One time mm-hmm. thing, we don't know each other. I'm never going to see you again. I literally live on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. But usually in a romance novel, if the heroine has been drinking, the hero refuses to have sex because you right. know, we're not going to take advantage of you, right? Right. Which is legit. So I found it so amusing that what a double standard. She took right. advantage of the drunk guy. <laughs> oh, 100%. And it did seem like when he came in, like when he initially knocked on the door, he was like leaning on stuff. Yep. He was like leaning into her. He was like, I need to sit down or I'm going to fall over sort of thing. And then like the more romantic the scene got, like the more sobered up he seemed. Right. And he got sobered up pretty good. And I think they had to do that or else it was going to seem like she was yeah, just like taking advantage, taking advantage of, of him. Yeah. 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 But yeah. let me just say, even drunk, he was very hot. Oh, so hot. Although he walked in, the whole reason he's knocking on the door is because he has to go to the bathroom. I don't think he washed his hands. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say he went into the bathroom and he came out so fast. I was just like, don't touch her face. But he did. <laughs> oh, he definitely touched her face. <laughs> yes, like, he I did. distinctly remember that part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's certain things like I had to just put out of my head. <laughs> And that was one of them. Okay, so they have sex. It yes. clips back, right? Yeah, so it clips back to Iris. She's in L.A. She's having a great time. There's a pool. There's, like, she's at a mansion. And I love this because she comes from, you know, she's had such a rough time. <laughs> yes. she's, she's on a mental breakdown. And she the way she dances in joy at, through that house as she finds it for the first time was really uh-huh. cute. The best really part's cute. when she finds the exercise room and she's like, and what's she next? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, runs that, away. 
we will not be seeing this room again for the rest of the movie. Yep. <laughs> no exercise for me. I think my favorite part of that is she shortly there. Am I beginning ahead of us? She shortly uh-huh. thereafter meets Arthur, the old guy. And I think he was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so this is the part where uh, Miles comes up in his car with his girlfriend and like Jack needs Black. something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she does spot Arthur, the old man, at the end of this scene with his walker yeah. and his nurse. Yes. Um, and that's how she recognizes that. him later. Yes. But yeah, Miles pulls up. He's listening to some uh, Ennio Morricone with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's like, the flutes are the best part. Stop talking. <laughs> that's, that's really Of course, great. sets us up to know that this is not serious relationship. Right. Exactly. Um, and it's cute. He goes to get something because he was worked with Amanda's ex. Is that right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I th- or he was friends with her. They, they worked together. So he was going to pick up the laptop of the ex. Right, right. Um, but Kate Winslet has something in her eye. Gets to touch her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was some cute chemistry there between the two of them. Yeah. Even though neither of them are ready. Right, right. Well, that's a much slower burn than the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then we clip back to Amanda and it's like the morning after. She has apparently gotten up, showered, done her makeup. She's wearing like jewelry, like a lot of jewelry. And again, a perfect sweater. But I think the time... The timeline for that story drove me crazy because it was never accurate. What do you mean? Because, for instance, like when she says, he says, how long have you been here? She says, I've only been here six hours. But it was light outside when she made the (laughs) five mile hike uphill in the snow both ways to the house. Then Uh she was able to take a bath and she drove to the store, got drunk at the store. You remember she was drinking. Yes. And she drove home. And she drove home. and, And so I just don't, I think the timeline was a little messed up. I never noticed that six hour line. No, yeah. you're like me. I'm very picky like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't notice this the, anything the first time I was watching it was perfection. I would, I just noticed it the other day when I was rewatching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she can't get the coffee maker to work. It's just like a cute scene. And yeah, the best part about it is that Jude Law puts on his glasses. <laughs> definitely. And my goodness, he looked hot even with a hangover. Like mm-hmm. he was wearing jeans and that button down white shirt. And he just, yeah, he yeah. was conscious. All that cottage has is a cl- like a like a claw bathtub, like a claw That's foot it. bathtub. There's yep. no shower in that cottage. Like, nope. how do they look so great? I don't, I don't know. know. It was cute. And then the morning after awkwardness was kind of cute too. Like, they yeah, had some sexy banner because he thought, does his like standard. Hey, you know, I'm not like a good guy to get caught up with. You wouldn't want this anyway. And she's like, Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to fall in love with you. I'm leaving. Right, I, and then fine. his phone rings, and it's a girl's name pops up uh, on the phone. Yeah, and she's like, "You're right. This is not going anywhere. Perfect." Little yeah. do we know why that girl was calling. Yep, and um, then she, it's kind of like reverse psychology because she's like, "Nope, not gonna like you. Right. Not gonna fall in love with you." And then he's like, "Wait a minute!" Like, so he says, if she decides to stay in England, he's gonna be having dinner with friends at the pub, which I was very like. Which pub? What time? Right. Like, and what friends? And how? Yes, yes. I need that. more details if I'm going right. to meet you. Apparently, she knew there was like one pub in all of England and she knew which one and what time. That's what right. caught me up. Like, he didn't say time. Are we going to meet at five, six, seven? I don't know. <laughs> right. I guess that makes sense why, like, fast forward when she's there, she's just sitting there with a glass of yes, wine. She's, she's probably been, been there an hour. Three hours. <laughs> Who knows? All right, so it goes to Iris, and um, she gets a call from her shitty friend, ex-Jasper, who's like... She jumps all over it. 
oh god he's like can i send you pages from my novel mm. and okay you're you're an author so mm-hmm. you know better but like this was in 2009 yes. or something like how, would you send like four paper pages overnight FedEx? FedEx? No, I thought. Don't we have internet? I couldn't. That's I couldn't crazy, remember. right? Right. But also, being a novelist, I would never send four pages from the middle <laughs> right? of my book out of context. So weird. I mean, has she been reading it all along? Does she, I needed more details. I just thought that was so odd. And they were emailing each other earlier, right? In the and they had thing, instant so. messaging. So why not email it? That yeah. was very, that was clearly a plot device that I didn't understand until he, much later when he knocks at the door and shows up. Oh, speaking of that email too, he calls LA Lotus Land. Is that a thing? I, I was going to ask you that because you're up closer in LA approximately. Oh, you did? I never heard of it. Lotus Land. <laughs> never heard anyway, of it. Must be an English thing. We'll Maybe. ask Talia. Maybe. Um, okay. So, oh, this is where she finds Arthur, the old man walking around. And yes. helps him get back to his house, which I read is Phyllis Diller's house or was at the time that they really? filmed this. Yeah. That's kind of cute. That huge mansion. Um, well, um, yeah. The old man is was adorable. Yeah. And he like talks about his time. They go out to dinner together and he talks about like coming up in old Hollywood yeah. and being like Louis B. Mayer's like office boy. Like, yeah, really it was cute. name dropping for sure. But I thought it was so cute. I mean, he started as like a mail delivery guy. Yeah. And then he was like a big famous. Yeah. And he had all these writers. I don't know. I love that she was so charmed by him. And so patient with him. I thought that was so sweet. Um, so then the morning at so then Amanda does meet Graham at the pub. Yes. And, and then the morning did, after. Yeah, then we can't and by the way, so this will be like the second time they kind of skipped over the actual love scene. We get it <sighs> right? later in a flashback, a two second flashback. Two like barely. Yeah, I'm like, so where's Jude Law without his shirt? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> maybe Jude Law without his shirt, maybe he wasn't doing great. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> the right shirt. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sucked. But it was a really cute scene because she has no recollection of the night before. Until he starts talking about it. Right, right. And she's, he's like, you begged me to stay. And she's like, oh, God. <laughs> and she finds her bra, so she's worried she did some sort of strip tease. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have seen that scene. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of fun, them talking about it, though. Yeah, um, it was Not really cute. knowing what happened. And she's like, did we, like, have sex? And he's like, call me old-fashioned. <laughs> I have sex with unconscious people. <laughs> and she was so relieved. It was really cute. I thought yeah, all of yeah. that was very cute romance novel fodder like that yes that was really cute and then they go to lunch and get to know each other and yes and, and again he had to talk her into it because she was like this you know i'm leaving yeah. i live on the other side of the world and she still doesn't even know he has a secret and she's no still resisting although the date seemed funny to me what was that big house and why were they running through the bushes <laughs> having some right? kiss kiss game i didn't understand, <laughs> I didn't understand any understand. of that <laughs> so they have lunch and she tells him all about her like parents divorce and stuff and yes. it's you know nice but then afterwards there's this like montage yeah. of like it was a classic what was i think that was just classic 209 2009 film montage <laughs> telling like that's what you did it was like running through topiaries yes. or something. It was, it was very, very weird. It was very strange. Um, was, in a like, coat that would never keep anyone warm no but again cute yeah, very cute coat. Had like little tufts of fur yeah, on the. It was cute, and as oh, were all her very thin sweaters. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and this is where she reveals to him that she hasn't cried since she was fifteen. So, yes. like, we know that this is 
definitely going to be a thing. Also, what was cute is he revealed the opposite. Like he said, he mm-hmm. weeps all oh, the time. Yeah. And I thought that was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Big but weeper. Of course, we also see that later, which was also adorable. Yeah. Um, and then we, when we go back to Iris, she's having a Hanukkah party with all her new old oh, man, man friends. I know. That oh. was so cute. God, I love Loved her. Loved it. Yes. And then Jack, of course, shows um, crashes up. Crashes the party. Yeah. And he's like real charismatic and he's going to play pinochle with one of them. And like, yeah, he's the best. And that's, and is that when we see he has to leave for his ex? What happens there? No, when he's leaving that night, he's this is the one where he like kisses her twice and yes. lingers oh, on yes. the second yes. one. So he gives her a kiss on the cheek. He lingers over the second one. He goes, "Wow, that was weird." And then they kind of have a laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's like a little drunk, maybe. I think maybe. I don't know. It's really funny. It was cute and awkward, which I thought was cute. Okay, so this is because I don't where... think we believe him if he was suave. No, no, it has to be like awkward, and I thought. That Kate Winslet did such a good job being also like a little bit awkward and unsure of herself because it's hard when you're like one of the most beautiful women in the world for me to believe. Absolutely. They did a good job of of dumbing that down a little bit, you know, and I thought it was her character. She played it so well because she also is very awkward and also we're seeing a growth here already from her, Mm -hmm. whereas she'd been a doormat. In England. Right. And here she is planning, having parties and taking charge. And it was cute. And it's partly her old man friend who's yes. like, you know, you need to be the leading lady yeah. of your life. You need Not to have gumption friend, and right? all that stuff. <laughs> so She's like, cute. I've been in therapy for a year and no one has said anything that good to yes. me. So yeah. it's fun to see her actually believing that she's the leading lady um and then the next scene is where amanda surprises graham at his house oh because earlier in the day she didn't invite him in yeah so that the lunch the fantastic lunch with the great kind of bullshit jacket yeah and uh, and then in the car when she says you know i've never cried and he wants to come in after lunch he wants to walk her to the door and she knows that that's like aka let's go have sex and she doesn't let him in she says she's tired and we know now she's trying to distance herself and then she feels guilty and she's bad because she's like, why not? We're adults. Uh-huh. Why not go have fun? And she shows up at his door. And this is another time problem because it's, <laughs> is it Christmas Eve yet? I mean, it, they keep talking about know. Christmas Eve and yet. So anyways, she shows up at his door and realizes yes. that he's not alone. Right. And not only. And there's not, like music playing in the background. And his shirt's askance. So like, is he, was he? So she's like, oh my God, you're not alone. She assumed, of course, naturally mm-hmm. that he had another woman in there and but he has two other women and they're adorable adorable little girls yeah it was so cute these little girls are like precious the most adorable kids ever in a movie yeah i think yeah sometimes when kids show up in a movie it's annoying but these kids were not they they moved the plot forward it was awesome well, famously, like, I am very, like, staunch about I do not want kids in my romance yeah, novels. Yeah, I'm with you. I get that. So, I, like, I hate it when a kid shows up. I always skim past, even mm-hmm. if it's a good book. I'm like, ugh, the kids stuff. The kids. But this, like, these kids are so cute. They're just precious. And they give us so much more of him than we'd had. That's why mm-hmm. it works. Because yeah. they were, they're a plot device. They're revealing his character. Yeah. And then... We find out that dad. he's a, a widower. widower. Yeah. Oh, and I loved that. And she's like, but behind the kids back, are you divorced? You know, she's all mad. Like, are you still married? Are you divorced? I think she's worried there's a wife in there. Right. She's upset. Yeah. And he spells out that he's a widower so the kids can't hear. I thought, oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she Instant comes in. Yeah. 
he said they ask if the gifts are for her for them and yeah. she's got like wine and like you know olives and like weird well, we should have a sex toy in there you know oh it god just, <laughs> it could have been so much worse that's true and she is wearing the coat with i don't know if you noticed this like at least 30 buttons like I more buttons notice. than a coat has ever had in the history of time I it's like that. a million small buttons it's, it's go back so, and look at it i will because if I you had this coat takes the coat yeah, you would never button this coat. Like, you would get it, you'd be like, that's cute, and then you'd never, ever button it. Listen, I need a zipper. I need to get in and out. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So they go um, in, and then they, they have this lovely family moment, and you can see that the girls are literally starved for female attention because mm-hmm. he's never – and that's another thing. He's never had another woman there, so that was really sweet. Ugh, it's great, and, like – he asks if she's into hot chocolate, and she's like, yeah, I'm into hot chocolate. Like, it's so cute. He does it's this, so like, cute. Mr. Napkin head thing that's very cute. Yes. They go and they lay in a tent in it's their room. It's all charming and... until she's in the office, his office, and he comes in, and they have the talk. Like, this yeah. cannot go anywhere. These, I cannot move to L.A., and she, you know, he, mm-hmm. there's no way she's going to give up her life, and you really believe it. Like, they're at a past world here. Well, and also, like, why didn't you tell me that you had kid? Like, he went to lunch to get to know each other, and she kind of reluctantly agreed to that. And she spilled out all her stuff about right. her childhood and stuff, and he didn't, he didn't tell her the most and biggest thing in his life. I think he explains that pretty well in that scene. And she mm-hmm. even says she's reluctantly looking at him. He's telling her why. And at the end, she goes, okay, I, I really think I can understand that. Like, she mm-hmm. she bought it, and so did I. And he says, I love this line where he says, I'm just so scared of what another person might do to what we are. And I thought that was so, that was, that was such a cool character thing to reveal about him. Yeah. That he's that into this family unit and he's that into being a dad that he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize that. Yeah. Um, and then next we get the cute video store scene. With... Yeah, so we leave them <laughs> and we'd assume that they're going to go away and never see each other again. Then we cut right, over to right, Iris, right. who's in the video store. And in that store, Jack says it's Christmas Eve. Yes. So what I want to know is what's Dustin Hoffman doing in that blockbuster <laughs> on Christmas Eve? <laughs> well, I actually read. So I was on the IMDb to see who uh, Cameron Diaz's boyfriend was because he looked familiar, but he's like not famous. Um, but anyway, so I was on the IMDb. And so I looked at the trivia. Dustin Hoffman was just driving past that video store and saw that a movie was really? filming That's and funny. was like, hey, I was going to go to this video store. Do you want a cameo in your movie? That's I'm Dustin cool. Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Please, Dustin Hoffman. Come it's like, right okay. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to say no to him? Yeah. It was cute. That whole scene was cute. Uh, you know, them bonding. So you can start to see a true yeah. attraction growing there. And he's really funny. He makes her laugh. It's great. Yet, they're both aware that he is still attached to somebody else. Well, it's briefly. Because then he looks out the blockbuster video right window. Yep. And, and guess who's... Smooching up on some guy. Yeah. Is Maggie his girlfriend? Ugh, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, that was the worst. And she looked so familiar to me. I needed to look her up and see. That is Shannon Sossman. She from, is from A Knight's Tale. That's where it is. Thank <laughs> you for solving that. And now I don't have to look at it. You're up. welcome. Yeah. She's been in other things, but you're another romance person. So I, yep. I think that's probably yep. it. Um, yeah. So then after that, it's kind of like, uh, let's see. Did they have like lunch a, right after that? Or is... Yeah, I think so. Oh, no. The next, 
one with the two of them is he writes the songs for the, the right um, award ceremony for the old guy, which is so, yeah. The so old guy cool. has this yeah. like uh, they want to honor him for a, like a, a lifetime career achievement. achievement. Yeah, yeah. And so he writes a little song for him because the old guy is trying to like we just keep calling him the old guy. But know, he's trying it's to Arthur. Like, it's Arthur. Arthur. He's trying to walk on his own onto the stage, and so he writes a song for him that will make him motivated and then he writes a song for her yes and, and he, he says i her, saved all the good notes yeah for you. i, I only used, used the only good the notes. good notes oh, <laughs> there's some so really good. cute quotes yeah some really cute quotes and one that we missed i no not yet not yet because graham hasn't come back or because dickhead what's his name hasn't come back yet no and then I don't know if it was before the music scene or not, but they like commiserate about Cheater. Like she's like, yes. I, I know how you feel. And they that's when they have Christmas Eve fettuccine, yes. and that was at least scene. in the Kate Winslet storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very cute. They like bonded. They did bond. And then is the next scene where they're at lunch? Uh, the next scene with them is when they're at lunch at sushi. Yeah, so I have and to say the they... boob grace. Yes, the boob grace, which was hysterical. But I also have to say, if the night before was Christmas Eve, this is now Christmas Day. So what are they doing (laughs) eating sushi on Christmas Day in a crowded restaurant? And he gets a call, and his ex says, I need you. I miss you. And he gets up, and he leaves her. And I understand, like, that's that's a character turning point for him that had to happen. Uh But I felt so bad for her because she's on Christmas Day, and now even her friend isn't there. I'm going to posit that maybe the sushi restaurant was the only place open on Christmas oh, Day. Go. And that's right, why it's so crowded. That. Yeah, let's go with that. I think that <laughs> it's one time right. my husband and I both had to work on Christmas Day. And I, I, we honestly just like forgot everything would be closed and we had no food. And oh, so no. we went out and got Chinese food. And that was the only nice. thing open. So it's possible maybe a okay. Japanese restaurant would be open. You, thank you for solving that for me. That's <laughs> me. I'm happy to know. I love this. You're like, we have a segment on the show called Logistics with Aaron. And it's... um this couldn't happen in oh, we have real can life, I have so. to do that with you sometime? That would be fun. Because <laughs> I have a lot of those. Yeah, it seems like you read books how I read books or okay. watch movies. <laughs> so the next Amanda and Graham scene is like the pillow talk one, which again, we miss the sex. I know. And we did get a very brief, brief flashback, I think. Yeah, they did uh, one of those like trailers yeah, they but, do. Yes, and that was funny. But like, the, you know, it was like a two second thing and it was not nearly enough. But it was just faces smooching, yes. too. It's also, not like <laughs> if this is not more. Christmas Day, why is he not with his kids? But I'm going to have to let that go. <laughs> I don't know on. that it's Christmas. Maybe they fast forward a little bit. Maybe it's after them. Christmas. Okay. Maybe. Let's go for that. So <laughs> I then hope so. So they're having some pillow talk. And then yeah. he just he's like, look, this, you know, we we don't live on different planets. There, uh-huh. there, there are planes. Like, we could actually visit each other. And, and he's kind of cute there trying to let her know that they could make this work if they wanted to. This is a great speech. He does a great he I really love does. speech. I mean, it's it's convincing. It is. And it's and so sweet. And he does. He says I love you and it's been yeah. like a week, but that's okay. We That's believe, okay. I believe it's a romance. It. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I believed it too. And then she goes, I don't know what to say. And he's like, well, if the obvious response doesn't immediately come to you, yes. um I think we both okay. know what you Yeah. I that. Yeah, and that was tough for him, and I could see we could see it on his face. And then she gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. Meanwhile, then we cut back over to Iris. Oh, she's going, the last last time she's Arthur. seen Jack was like he deserted her at the sushi thing. 
Yeah, and he's like talking it over with Maggie, the shitty girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't even say she cheated on him by saying that she was like on set in like New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And like she was lying on several levels yes. of like she said she wasn't even in town and she was in Los Angeles like but sleeping the funny with some thing other guys. Is, is when we're watching her talk to him, you cannot tell by the look on his face which way he's leaning. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you couldn't yeah. tell was he going to believe her and go back to her? I mean, it oh, kind of led us to believe that that's what was going to happen. <sighs> and so then the next scene where it's at this award ceremony and Iris and Arthur walk in together and then he's he shows up. Oh, can I say first that Arthur gets Iris a corsage oh my because God, he's her so date? Precious. Oh, I loved it. I loved everything about that. Then when he was like, they're walking in, he thinks no one's there because you walk into the theater uh-huh. and the lobby's empty. Uh-huh. And he's a little nervous because nobody showed up to this thing. Then they open the double doors and the theater is filled. And the look on his face is oh, just... Oh. I actually teared up. I teared up the, Me the too. second time at that oh, part. God, it's so good. Well, and anytime there's a saddled man, yes. it just like gets me. I don't know why a saddled man is me too. Like the thing. It's just so... It was precious. And then he hopped up those steps because they'd been practicing. <sighs> It and it's sweet. playing his song that yes. Jack Black wrote when he hops up the steps. Right. And then Jack Black, uh, he sits next to Iris and they he smile runs at in. each other. He runs in and they, oh, so then, you know, they're going to be okay because of the yeah. way they look at each other. When he says, what are you doing New Year's Eve? And she's like, I'll be back in England New Year's Eve. And he goes, I've never been in, to England. If I go over there, will you go out with me on New Year's Eve? <gasps> yeah, that was so, so sweet. And you actually think that's the end of their story. I think it is too. I think they smooch like a like a little like yeah. peck smooch, but that's really all we get with that's them. That's all we get with them. But that's all we needed because like you said before, that was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we switch over back to Amanda and she is driving away with a guy who actually could make it all in that stupid <laughs> right. cottage. Right? And there's and no more snow or less snow. It is the same, same driving. Snow. Conditions. And she makes him go back. And my, one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is when she walks in and Jude <laughs> is sobbing. He's doing exactly sobbing. as he said. He was weeping. He's was, a big weeper. Oh, my God. I just – it should be silly and it shouldn't have worked, but it totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. And then they're there New Year's Eve doing a conga okay. line all yeah. together. Yes. And you kind of forget, you have to like do math in your head because you see Iris like picking up Jude Law's yep. kids and like smooching them and stuff. And then you're like, oh, yeah, because she's their aunt because you've which, never seen these characters together. Which is exactly what I was like, oh, my God, that's why she knows them so well. And so I said the exact same thing as you. I'd forgotten the connection <laughs> right. and that she's actually related because I've been so worried about these little girls who had no female influence on life. Turned out they mm-hmm. do they did but they like specifically the the one girl was like you know really interested in her makeup and her perfume and her fancy clothes and stuff as you would be at that age if you didn't have a mom yeah and i think that iris is like a little bit less interested in those things for sure because i don't think she had makeup on the whole movie but i loved it Oh, God, but she looks so good. She's amazing. I made the note, like, I know it's not cold in this, like, England town because of, like, how luminous everyone is. Like, yeah. it can't actually be cold. <laughs> there's their no skin would lips, be. There's yeah. no bright red cheeks. I live in the Sierra Mountains. I, and where do you live? Alaska. I'm so in Anchorage. So you know, too. Like, that, yeah. well, that part was a little bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But I got such a happy sight at the end. I cried again. Yeah. It's a great movie. It totally worked for me. I'm so disappointed in Melody, my co-host, that she hasn't seen it just because on principle. For homework, and then she should have to tell us what she thinks. 
Yes, absolutely. But I always wonder too, does it hold up if you've never seen it before? Because sometimes, and this happens when I'm reading romances too, if I'm reading an older romance oh, that's yeah. a favorite, if it wasn't a favorite, would it still hold up? And sometimes the answer, unfortunately, is no. So I'll be anxious to, I'll be waiting to hear what she thinks. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's the holiday. Is there anything else you want to say about your new release? Or And I, I should have said at the beginning, I was at KissCon and my bag came with an arc of the Lemon Sisters and I truly enjoyed that book over the summer. Oh, you read that one because I was laughing when you said you don't like to read books with kids because I thought to myself, I hope she never reads the Lemon Sisters. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Because there are little kids in that one. There's and I don't a certain amount of like skimming that I, yes, <laughs> I do I when understand. there's a kid involved. But yeah, well, I've, I've liked a lot of books that have kids in them. I just don't really like the kid parts that much. Like The Governor's Game, I really liked by Tessa Dare. Yes. Yeah, um, and that's very kid centric as well. But, you know, the book's really good. So I just well, wanted to tell you, I really enjoyed that arc. You're safe with almost all of the rest of my books. I really, really <laughs> Okay. <love. laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> Um, would you mind sticking around for like 10 minutes to do sure. a couple questions for our yep. Patreon listeners? No problem. All right. Okay. So we'll sign off here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.